let's start with the history. The history of the Terrible Town. Mm-hmm. I don't think people under you know know a lot about it sometimes. That's true. But it is credited as the first ever created rally towel for any sports team. So we all see the it. Other ones you see that other teams have, and we all see the it sports. often copied. Yep. How many times have we gone to like a star Dallas Stars yeah. game or? They'll put. It's really popular during the playoffs of most sports. They always put a towel that you can swing yeah, on the chairs and. But we're the original ones. It. So it actually did start as a gimmick. It was created by longtime Steeler broadcaster Myron Cope for a December twenty seventh, nineteen seventy five playoff game against the Baltimore Colts. It's kind of a way to get the fans rallied. He asked fans to bring a yellow or black towel to the game, and he took a lot of flack for it. A lot of the guys on the team weren't too happy about it and said, we're not a gimmick team. And Myron Cope even uh, had some misgivings about it and maybe looking stupid. But at the game, it turned out an estimated 30,000 fans listened to him. And that was the start of it. It didn't uh, hurt that we won the game 28-10. to 10. <laughs> And then that season, of course, it went on to beat Oakland. And then eventually the Dallas Cowboys for our second Super Bowl win. So the legend, the terrible towel started with, uh, you know, the, the use of it. Yeah, and the first playoff game, and we go all the way and win the Super Bowl. This is what started the legend. Um, by 1978, it was officially marketed. You know, before then, you kind of had bootleg copies. You made your own. You go to the department store and get a yellow towel, even magic marker on there with terrible towel, <laughs> something like that. But by 1978, it was officially marketed and started to be sold by Gimbel's department store, which you wouldn't know anything about, but in Pittsburgh, that was a, a, a popular department store that no longer exists. They sold for $6 back then. I think the current cost is about $12, so Maybe. price of inflation, they doubled in price. <laughs> but they were marketed as the official Myron Cope Terrible Town. Nice. Um, some other interesting things about it, you know, since 1996, Cope, Myron Cope gave away the rights to it. And all the money that is uh, raised by selling them goes to the Allegheny Valley School, which is a school for special needs kids. And over $3 million has been donated since then. Uh, Myron's son, Danny, was a student there, so it's a personal thing for him. But the beautiful thing about the Terrible Towel is everyone's own unique story of their own. if you look at social media in recent years, the Terrible Towel has been everywhere. From Mount Everest to the Great Wall of China, the South Pole, went to war in Iraq and Afghanistan, and it's even been in outer space at the International Space Station. So, Terrible Towel, I mean, it's just legendary. And then, of course, you can't, um, you know, disrespect the curse of the Terrible Towel. Yeah. Because there are so many documented cases of the curse of the terrible towel. Just to highlight a few, and I could go on and on with this, but let's go ahead and look at some. Versus Cleveland in 1994, playoff game. Running back Ernest Byer decides to step on a terrible towel. We won the game 29-9. December 2005, U.S. versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Our old friend T.J. Hushmanzada. 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 He wiped his feet with a terrible towel after they actually won that game. But we went on later. The curse happened in the playoff game, and we won 31-17 on our way to winning Super Bowl 40. But 
even better than that, the Bengals didn't go back to the playoffs until Hushmanzato left the team. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a personal curse on him. September 2008, Ravens wide receiver Derek Morgan, or I'm sorry, Derek Mason, stomped on one of our terrible towels. The Ravens went on to lose all three games to us that season, including the AFC Championship game. But some of my favorites are curses brought on by team mascots. In October 2008, Jaguars mascot Jackson DeVille decided to rub his armpits and his ass with our towel, and we won that game 26-21. to Not learning his lesson, moving on to October 2014, Jacksonville's mascot Jackson DeVille decided to carry a flag around saying, Towels carry Ebola. <laughs> they also lost that game, 17-9. And they had to issue an official apology <laughs> for making light of a serious disease. <laughs> He's not the only mascot. <laughs> January 2009, Cardinals mascot Big Red wiped his armpits and blew his nose with a terrible towel on his team's way to the Super Bowl, Despicable. which we decided to win. Super Bowl 43, 27-23. Another victim of the curse. October 2009, Lions mascot, Rory the Lion. He bit and ripped apart one of our terrible towels at a crucial moment in the game when the Lions were trying to come back in a fourth-quarter drive. They'd been marching down the field, but immediately after his disrespect of the towel, they got three straight sacks and failed to convert their fourth and 28. We won the game 28 to 20. Crossing sports, even. February 2016, NHL hockey game. Florida Panthers mascot, Stanley C. Panther, blew his nose in the terrible towel. At the time in the game, the Penguins were down 2 0 with six minutes left. But after his disrespect of the towel, we scored the two <laughs> game tying <laughs> goals, and Chris Letang scored the game winner, the overtime game winner. I mean, the list goes on and on. I could go on even more. But the curse of the terrible towel is not something to be messed with. And myself, people do not disrespect my towel. I tell people at bars and such, and, you know, they, they want to push it and they want to act like um, I'm joking with them. And I've actually once gotten into a fist fight <laughs> over somebody grabbing my towel and acting like he was wiping his ass with it. Yep. Took the man outside. I said, now we're going outside. <laughs> so you don't play with the terrible towel. Okay. So let's talk about some of the things that the people do wrong. Because I have some pet peeves about it. And we've talked about this before. Yep, we sure have. But twirling the terrible towel. Oh my God! You know I see all these flopping, these flopping yeah, and flailing ways of. They'll show close-ups of fans at the game on TV, and you're like, "What? <laughs> what, what are they, they doing?" doing? <laughs> Honestly, people, it's all in the wrist. It's a flick of the wrist. There's no body movement or arm movement required. It's a simple flip of the wrist. You have to fold your towel, you know, lengthwise, mm -hmm. nice tight fold. Grab it in your hand and twist that wrist. That's a twirl, right? That's a terrible mm -hmm. towel twirl. Make sure you do it right. Um, carrying the terrible towel. I always like to kind of fold mine lengthwise again and either drape it over the shoulder or kind of having hang it out of the pocket, mm -hmm. front pocket or back. That's a good way to carry it, right? Yep. Um, 
my personal terrible towel. I think, honestly, it was 1983, 1984. I was 13 or 14 years old. Um, mine is old school, as you can see. It's actually like one of those old terry cloth bath towels that they like silk screen the terrible towel on. But uh, it's never been washed. My God, it's a lot of history in that towel. I always joke and say lots of blood and sweat and tears and spilled beer and salsa. So many games, so many memories. And that's the true terrible towel. It doesn't get washed. It um, only comes out on game day. Only I can touch it. And that's why you always have your backup, your display model that people can, like, mess with or if they want to twirl it themselves or get something like that. <laughs> My first memory with the terrible towel was the playoff game against the Bengals. That was, like, I mean, that's one of the most historical games ever yes. where Vontez hit Antonio Brown, gave him a concussion with, like, just like 20 seconds left in the game and we'd already accepted defeat i mean we needed to go like 80 yards and 30 seconds with no timeouts and then they just imploded on themselves whenever he did that penalty and then pac-man jones started yes. yelling at the ref and we got and the like bar went crazy 30 yards yep the Steeler bar in dallas went crazy and we ended up kicking the field goal to win that game. That's yes. the first memory I have with my terrible towel. Yes. So you're terrible towel, and, and you've been to a game at Houston with yep. it. So it's starting to build its own history now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, the terrible towel. I love mine. I don't know what I'd do if I lost it, honestly. I'd be afraid of what could happen. <laughs> it does have an impact on the game, it as we all know. Um so that's our Steeler culture segment. We will talk in the future about Steeler bars and um, myself working at training camp back in 1995. Even just away games? Yeah, road games. What kind of fans actually go to them. We got a lot of stuff to cover in Steeler culture segments in the future. Yep.